Hey everyone, my name is Omar Kanawi. I'm a lifelong Red living in Los Angeles, and this is the Liverpool play. So Liverpool's recent habit of starting sluggishly in the Champions League group stages definitely continued uh, against Red Bull Salzburg. It ended Liverpool 4, RB Salzburg 3. It was a almighty relief to get all three points after a huge scare against the Austrian champions. I thought RB Salzburg were lively, they were bright, they were pacey, they showed us, you know, um, a lack of uh, respect that most teams coming to Anfield have done so in it becoming a fortress, and they just kind of tore up the rule book as they scored three goals at Anfield, becoming the first team, at least definitely Champions League, if not uh, in any competition, to score three goals at Anfield since Real Madrid in that obviously infamous defeat under Brendan Rodgers. Now, Brendan Rodgers is coming to town uh, on Saturday with a high-flying Leicester team, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I thought this game was a real amazing victory given the circumstances and how close we were to losing the points and dropping the points and given the context of what is shaping up to be an incredibly difficult uh, Champions League group. And we have to remember that RB Salzburg, you know, Holland scored... Uh, his 18th goal of the season in that game, but he wasn't even playing for the first hour. So they were still able to score three goals without us, without uh, against us, without their talisman, you know, for most of the game. Rather than being a game of two halves, I thought this was more of a game of three thirds. You know, the attacking play from Liverpool was breathtaking in the first 30 minutes. Some of the best attacking football we've witnessed from us this season. You know, obviously Sadio Mane gets us off the mark within the 10-minute mark. Fantastic goal running down the left wing. You know, 1-2 with Firmino perfectly weighted into his path and just slips it under him. Another assist for Bobby and a fantastic goal against his former club for Sadio Mane. And then, you know, we just keep on going. Our two fullbacks who have been in sumptuous form combine and Robertson starts and initiates the the move, running all the way up the field, passing it through to uh, Trent who gets a delicious cross into the box and who's there to finish it off, but Andy, Andy Robertson. And uh, what a classy goal that was, really looking like we were comfortable. And even Salah's lucky finish for the third goal, you know, supplied by Firmino yet again. You know, you look like we were cruising and it was just going to be one of those nights that finally RB Salzburg came up against a decent quality opponent that they don't usually get in the, in the Austrian Bundesliga. And that was going to be the story of the game. But, you know, they were not to be outdone. And Liverpool had a horror 30 minutes after that point where we lost all control. We couldn't keep the ball, conceded three goals. You know, um, uh, Chihan really makes a uh, a mockery of Van Dijk. You know, you don't say that very often, but, uh, you know, left the Dutchman on his heels and fired in a fantastic uh, first goal for them. And then Minamino, who was just uh, really a thorn in our side the whole time, the whole game, probably the man of their match, uh, probably the man of both teams, um, and uh, you know scores a good goal on the counter attack for them from a mistake by our midfield. And then um, again, you know Holland gets his goal. You know there's no denying that man on the form that he's in, and uh, they deserve to be level at that point in time. And you couldn't say that Liverpool had at all defended the their goal well and had completely lost control but thankfully then they were able to almost immediately upon taking off Henderson at the 60 minute mark kind of regain a measure of control bringing on 
James Milner and were able to kind of get the goal that saw us through a, a lovely finish from Salah, it must be said, you know, a lot of composure to score with uh, two defenders behind you and a goalkeeper running right at you. So really good finish from Salah and uh, very, very glad to be getting the three points because they're much needed, you know, with Genk and Napoli playing out a draw in the other game, at least we were able to go up to third in the table. Um, but there is no gimmies in this group whatsoever. So Liverpool really simply have to improve defensively or we really risk not going through to the knockout stages. And, you know, I don't know if our defence is just, you know, not living up to the standards of last season or if maybe the fact that Matip has been so influential, he was missed in this game. And, you know, Joe Gomez hasn't played alongside Virgil van Dijk yet this season, really. So... Was that the culprit of, of the mistakes that we made in central defence? But then you can't really... That also doesn't allow then for the mistakes that our midfield were making. You know, one mistake from Henderson gives away a goal. Another one from Fabinho, who's usually been so solid this season. So, you know, just overall a bit sloppy from Liverpool, as we've said a few times this season. And definitely a lot of work on the training ground to do to get us to the kind of levels where we were at last season. But thankfully, again, we're picking up the wins. You know, we were able to ride that come back from them and find another way to grind out a victory, which is a fantastic hallmark. I don't know whether our defenders are just better at defending against Premier League players. Maybe something about the, you know, the physicality of them or just knowing the players better means that we're better prepared. But we really have to be much better against Leicester, who are in great form. As Jurgen Klopp said, Jamie Fardy will score five times if we defend like we did against Salzburg and, uh, you know, with Madison and and uh, they have so many good players, Perez and people that can really score goals and hurt you. Tillmans is a great player too. So, you know, really have to improve. And we'll talk about the Leicester game at the end of the pod. So to give out some rankings for the game against RB Salzburg, I'm going to start at the back and work our way forward. I thought Adrian was, you know, did what he had to do. He really didn't have much chance with any of the goals, but uh, made a decent start from Minamino in the first half. And he really did get away with one in the second half when uh, Daka charged down a clearance that he'd made. So almost another Southampton situation, unfortunately for him. So that took a point off for me. Uh, and I think Adrian scored a six out of 10. I thought Trent at right back was, uh, was solid. Um, he was good defensively, even if, you know, he wasn't getting much help on the right wing, but um, you know, I thought he, he really put in a shift and a fantastic ball in for Mino uh, before, you know, obviously putting it on a plate for Robertson. So really, really decent outing from Trent. Uh, and I think he scored a 7 out of 10. I think Joe Gomez obviously was filling some big shoes, uh, deputizing for Matip. And uh, he had a tough time against a very strong forward line RB Salzburg were doing. And, um, you know, Chi Juan and Daka and, and Haaland really gave him a tough time. But obviously he didn't really help himself. I thought his distribution was a bit iffy. Maybe it was a bit rusty. Positional sense a few times um, was a bit suspect and had to use his pace to kind of get him out of trouble, which is not the first time we've leveled this at Joe Gomez. So maybe something he really does need to work on. But, um, you know, I don't think it was his best game. So I would say that uh, Joe Gomez probably got a five out of ten. Alongside him, Virgil van Dijk honestly wasn't much better. This was a really, really off day for the Dutchman. And, you know, how rare is it to say that? Because he's such a model of consistency. But, you know, um, he was really done by Hechan for the first goal. Um, and uh, he couldn't really necessarily live with the opposition's uh, attacking force afterwards. Um, 
you know, he had a bit of problems with their third goal. Definitely an iffy night. Initially, they kept the ball away from him, as most, you know, strikers try to do. But then eventually they had the confidence to take him on. And, you know, a couple of players have had a bit of joy against Van Dijk. I think it's safe to say that he's not quite yet at the levels that he was at last season. But that should come in time. But all being said, given Van Dijk's amazing levels, you know, when he drops, you do notice it. So um, I would say that Virgil van Dijk scored a 6 out of 10. Andy Robertson, for me, was man of the match. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, played a part in the opener, you know, and then what an incredible goal, starting it and finishing it for the second one. A lovely team goal, and everyone was so happy to see him score. They probably got the biggest cheer of the night. So, you know, his um, defending was good, I thought, in the first half. A little bit slack in that 30-minute period where everyone was. But, you know, it was just the way that the game was going, and it's hard to stem the tide just as one player. So... You know, I thought he was really uh, a great player on the day and improved again at the end to, to keep us strong and see out the, the three points. So um, for me, Andy Robertson scored an 8 out of 10. thought Fabinho had a decent game. He, um, you know, he plugged the gaps in midfield and um, provided the tempo and keeping them pinned in in that opening half hour. But, you know, was pulled out of position um, and uh, was a bit suspect in one of the goals. And until we moved... Back to a four-two-three-one at the end, um, where we got a bit of control back. You know, he wasn't he wasn't on his best game, but neither, no, neither was anyone. And uh, he gets a seven out of ten for me. I thought Jordan Henderson really struggled in this game. For me, he was probably the worst player on the day. I thought, you know, look, he's always trying. He put in a shift, but he just was losing possession and trying passes that weren't working. And I just wish he'd tried to keep it a bit more simple. Seemed like he was quite tired. He got subbed and, um, you know, I, I really couldn't blame Klopp for taking him off. And as soon as, you know, I think it told that as soon as we brought on James Milner for him, I believe it was at the 60 minute mark, then, um, you know, we were better. We were able to get, regain control and we were able to, you know, be a bit more comfortable and, uh, and not concede at such an alarming uh, rate of possession. So I think, you know, Henderson had a, a poor game and, you know, he just needed maybe a different uh, situation a different setup or maybe just a rest I'm not sure so I think he gets a 5 out of 10 on this one Genie Wijnaldum was given a bit more creative license in this game uh, I don't think it necessarily paid off um, he was a bit leggy um, a bit tired didn't seem to be quite at the races a bit like Hendo um, not his best game for sure so um, I think he scored a 6 out of 10 for me so you look at the numbers of the front three and, you know, Salah gets two goals, Mane gets a goal and Firmino gets two assists. So it's a pretty productive night for the front three. Obviously, in terms of play, I think it wasn't as great as it sounds. Uh, and I think Salah, who had another, you know, night of kind of nearlys in a way until he gets that goal. So um, he was really clinical at, on those two moments that he scored. But even then, it was one of those games that he really kind of struggled in wasn't maybe clicking for him and maybe trying things, uh, trying a bit too hard, as we've said about him before. So um, if anything, he needed to just kind of calm it down a bit. But his finish was very, very good uh, for the fourth goal, especially. And I think, um, you know, he won us the game. So, you know, Mo Salah is always going to be a threat. And no matter how good or badly he's playing, he's always going to possibly get you a goal. So he's worth his weight in gold, really. I would give Mo Salah a 7 out of 10. Bobby Firmino was so good on the day. I think he, uh, you know, provided two glorious assists on his birthday, no less. Almost scored early on, probably should have. And a lovely pass for Mane's opening goal. And then his header for Salah gets the third. So lovely flicks, tricks, and all the stuff that we come to expect from him. 
Um, unfortunately, he didn't uh, get to score, but, you know, he had a hand in three of the goals, actually, uh, not including the two that he assisted. So, um, so fair play to Firmino. I thought he did really well and I would give him a 7 out of 10. I thought Mane, what a great way to start the game. It was a fantastic goal against his old club. Brilliant run, deliberate slide rule finish into the corner. Uh, just had the uh, offside trap beaten. And, uh, you know, he was able to get back at their right back constantly. And, you know, probably could have scored again in the second half. And I thought he dipped a little bit after that. But, um, you know, as the whole team did. And uh, I think Mane had a decent game. He scored a 7 out of 10 for me. Thought James Milner was really good when he came on for Henderson. He really helped to bring some control back to the midfield and give us a platform to not just win the game and then see it out. So alongside Fabinho, I thought he improved our midfield and um, I would give James Milner a 7 out of 10. Divock Origi also came on for Wijnaldum pretty early on and, um, you know, a nice attacking substitution from Klopp. I thought he was really lively and was able to get at um, their defenders and kind of cause them a few more problems and give them some questions that they hadn't been asked in a while so uh maybe not as impactful as he was at Bramall Lane but uh, I thought he was really good uh coming on with the limited time he had and I would give him a 7 out of 10 and Naby Keita just coming on in extra time for Salah didn't get a rank now we look forward to this Saturday the return of Brendan Rodgers to Anfield with a high-flying Leicester team the third in the table they're uh winning big games they've got great players and they're really on a good way right now, as we would say. So, um, you know, Rogers, one of a more divisive Liverpool uh, managers of recent times and definitely had his big supporters and his big detractors. I was a big fan of this guy. I thought he was really progressive and forward thinking. A young manager at the time, still making his way, didn't have as much experience then uh, as he does now, having won all these titles with Celtic. But, uh, you know, really definitely trying to build an identity and no one will ever forget that run that we had in the 2013-14 season with Suarez, Sterling and and uh, Sturridge just, you know, getting goals for fun. And, and even Skirtle getting in on the act as the fourth member of the SSSS. But, um, you know, really, he was the closest that we've come to winning the Premier League in terms of excitement and just getting us there. We may have come closer in terms of points. Um but uh, under obviously last season under Klopp, but there was something magical about that season. And, um, you know, it was the late run that we that we had and just winning all these games. And then when we beat Man City at the end of it, you know, you really felt that it was going to be Liverpool season. Obviously, we all know what happened. We'll never forget the slip. Um, and, you know, no one holds that against Gerard, but that's just the image that everyone knows of that season. And it will always be talked about. It's one of those kind of iconic seasons in the Premier League. So, you know, for me, Brendan Rodgers is one of the better managers in the world. I think he's really going to go far. I wouldn't be surprised to see if, if for example, he'd been at Liverpool now rather than Jurgen Klopp with the experience that he had at Celtic. You know, would we be in a similar position now to where we are? I think Klopp is definitely a better manager. I'm not going to debate that. I think, you know, Klopp is world class and I think, you know, Rodgers can get there. But I think, you know, Jurgen Klopp is world class. But um you know, you can't deny that he's been a huge success, obviously, albeit in a weaker league in Celtic. And he always had a good way of playing. He has a good way around the place. You know, he talks to people. He really takes time to listen to the players. You've heard a lot of players say that and he really develops their games. 
Uh, and not just for me, the sign of a great manager is not just getting good players in, but it's improving the ones that are there. And you can say Klopp has done that with pretty much every single player in our squad. But you can also say that about players most of the time under Brendan Rodgers. Yes, he made some mistakes. Yes, he couldn't get anything out of Balotelli and no one can. Um, but, you know, he had his hands tied behind his back, maybe was a little bit headstrong and, you know, at times made the wrong decisions in that in that title run season. But he has been a breath of fresh air to the Premier League coming in this season and already, you know, doing some really big victories with Leicester. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish in the top four this season. I think they've got every chance. Um, you know, he does like to play his possession football, his attacking football, which already now seems a little bit uh, outdated. And uh, I'll be interested to see how Leicester set up at Anfield. But, you know, he brought a lot of the beginnings of this kind of successful period to Liverpool. I think he took us out of the doldrums of, you know, the kind of Roy Hodgson era and um, and just brought us some success and some big victories, which would probably entice the likes of a Jurgen Klopp, who's seeing the kind of project in in progress, to, to want to take a job like Liverpool. You know, it wasn't a desirable club when he walked in and uh, we definitely weren't in the same position either financially or on the field as we are now and so you really have to thank Rob, Rob Rogers for the work that he did in getting Liverpool to that point where they could then get taken on by by someone like Jurgen Klopp and take us where we are now um, it's going to be interesting to see how he's trying to replicate you know what he did with Liverpool uh, and Celtic and uh, with, with, with Leicester and you know, you wouldn't put it past Leicester to even maybe try and get a trophy, you know, whether it would be the FA Cup or the League Cup. You know, they're going to be a tough team against any opponent. And we're going to have to be on our best game, probably of the season, in order to beat them. I think they're in better form than Chelsea. I think they're a better team than Arsenal. Um, I think that they are, yes, it's going to be Anfield, and thank God, but it's it's a tough game. I'm I'm more nervous about playing them than United away on the 20th. So... This is going to have to be a game that Liverpool eradicates some of these defensive mistakes that have been creeping in and rely on our attacking prowess to see us through the game. I am also going to say that I do think that Liverpool will win this game. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy and I think it could be, could be another one where we've won it by the odd goal. Um, I'm hoping that it's going to be a couple goals or more win and that it can be a bit more relaxing than most of the victories we've had this season but if we have to grind it out we have to grind it out if we can just get through to the international break I mean we will have been perfect so um literally perfect so uh my team against Leicester uh I don't think this is going to be one for Alisson just yet um they're saying that he may be back for this game although I think you know I'd rather just kind of I think Adrian is still decent enough that yes up against very good strikers that Leicester have then he could probably get us through this game hopefully not concede the goals that he is expected to save at least um, and get us through and then if Allison comes back fully rested after the international break I think that would be my preference so it'd be Adrian and goal and then I think at right back it's going to be Trent again and now it doesn't look like Matip is going to be available for this game if he is I would play him and I would take Joe Gomez out of the firing line a little bit there's been a bit of things said about him on social media, but if he isn't, and I think Joe, uh, I think Matip won't play, then I think Joe Gomez should play, and I think he will be 
good. I think he's a very pacey defender, and he's gonna we're gonna need that against Vardy and the likes of that. And uh, good, you know, he's gonna be a really strong defender for us. And um, you know, let's not forget how well he was playing prior to him getting his injury last season. So he and Van Dijk were the definitely first choice centre back pairing at the time. So Matip has made himself the new first choice, but. You definitely wouldn't uh, feel bad about throwing Joe Gomez in. And even if he was rusty against RB Salzburg, I actually think RB Salzburg have a fantastic forward line and it's better than Leicester's for me. So, um, you know, I would put him in. And then obviously you've got Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson on the other side of defense. And then in midfield, this is a tough one because I don't know who covered themselves in glory really of the last uh, couple of games. Um no one really stands out, but I would say it's probably going to be Fabinho. I think just because of the big game nature of it, he does like Wijnaldum and he does like Henderson. That's probably who's going to be who he goes with. However, you wouldn't be surprised to see someone like uh, maybe Milner come in for this one um, and just add a bit of that solidity and that steel that we need. Um, I don't think this is going to be a game for Oxlade-Chamberlain or Lalana or even Cater because they haven't had enough minutes on the pitch yet. And then up front, it's going to be Mane, Firmino and Salah. And that will be a wonderful forward line. And hopefully they'll do the job and, and get us the goals that we need. Um, if I had to call the game, I would say I think it's going to end. It could be another 3-2 or something like that. Hopefully not a 4-3, which is even more terrifying. But uh, yeah, I think it could be 3-2 to Liverpool. I think uh, we'll get the goals that we need to see us over the line. But you could see Leicester scoring once at least if not twice so uh might not be one for you know the faint of hearts but uh hopefully it'll be a nice victory and so then join me again after the game where i'm going to look back at the game against leicester how we did and look ahead to a nice little trip to a little place called old trafford on the 20th of, of october all right well you guys enjoy the game uh, wherever you're watching it uh have fun and up the reds 